listening to the Fun with Horror podcast with your hosts, Scotty and Andrew. Hello, beautiful horror fans, family, friends. This is Fun with Horror, the weekly horror movie review podcast in which my best friend in the whole wide world, Scotty, and I, we take turns giving each other horror movies to watch, then we discuss them the following week. We have two rules here at Fun with Horror. That's whoever picks the next movie has to pick one they've never seen. And the second rule, we both have to watch it. Last pick was me, and I got to choose The Black Phone. Directed by Scott Derrickson, and starring Mason Thames, Madeline McGraw, and the wonderful Ethan Hawke. Uh, and remember to stay tuned to the end of the episode where we hear Scotty's pick for next week's movie. But the last thing I want to ask you to do is if you have time, would you please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to the podcast, and leave a nice review for us. We would love to see that. And of course, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. We would love to see you there, too. Oh, without further ado, my man, Scotty, how are you, buddy? Wow, that that was that was perfect. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> like if I was at the Olympics, I would give you a 10.0 right now. Oh, stop it. Thank you. <laughs> the podcast Olympics. <laughs> Pod Olympics? Perfect intro. <laughs> no no faults, no faults, <laughs> no missteps at the end. Oh, perfect. That was perfect. Well, thanks, man. Oh. I love it. Boy, I'm going to be on a high this episode. Yeah. Why? What'd you do? <laughs> no, because of that compliment. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah what no. I just said. Yeah, what you Hi. said. Yeah. No, oh. I... Ah. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I was an actor. <laughs> I like the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> just like we like reviews. Ooh, segue. Segue. <laughs> um, yeah, I got something I was going to tell you about. Oh, okay. All right. I saw That's... an interesting post on... The old Fosse book. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to mention any names here. It's just kind of a little bit of a viral post, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it very much ties into horror movies and what we've talked about in the past. And and such as things like watching movies with your stepdaughter. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to read some of this. Cool. Yeah, man. It basically says, parents hear my heart. Don't expose your kids to scary things. Your eight-year-old does not need to be watching Stranger Things. Your 10-year-old doesn't need to see It Chapter 2. Your four-year-old doesn't need to see Thor Love and Thunder. Your seven-year-old doesn't need to play Five Nights at Freddy's. Fear is a dangerous thing. You, the adult, might be able to watch it and brush it off, but I promise your child can't. I work with kids all the time. I hear it. I hear the want to know the nightmare I had last night. And I couldn't sleep last night because I was scared. I always ask, what made you afraid? The answer every single time is something they watched or played. And then it kind of goes on, blah, blah, blah. Please censor what your child watches and plays. Hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. What do you say about that, buddy? Man, so with any of these kind of things, I'm always like, you know, it depends on the kid. I mean, there's some kids out there, yeah, maybe they shouldn't be watching some stuff because they are prone to, I don't know, nervousness, whatever. Um, I don't really know. But like, for instance, with mine, she really likes them and we've not, she doesn't have nightmares. She's not scared. She just has enjoyment and we get to spend some time together you know, as dad and daughter. So I don't agree with it. I, like I said, I mean, it, it, you know, if you have a kiddo that's really nervous or scared all the time, sure, I get it. Maybe don't show them some movies. Um, but I mean, if your kiddo can handle it and doesn't use it for evil or something, I'm like, I, I think it's fine. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think like you and mm-hmm. like, I think you were kind of implying, uh, I think it comes down also to the parents. Yes, true. Uh, I will read. I did comment on this one. Mm-hmm. I, I normally try not to engage in things <laughs> like this. Yeah. But, you know, as as one of the hosts of Fun with Horror, <laughs> I felt it my duty 
to speak up. Yes. And this is this is what I said. I said, I hear this loud and clear, but I don't necessarily fully agree with some of it. I was watching horror movies around 10 years old. My parents did an amazing job of teaching me the difference between fiction and real life. I grew to love horror movies so much that I had a poster of Freddy Krueger on my ceiling. I turned out just fine. The only things that have ever really given me nightmares are hypodermic needles and spiders. Real life fears that did not come from movies. I think what a child watches is up to each parent, but I think it's much more important that parents teach their kids fiction from reality. Wow. Dude, the talk about... The crowd goes wild. Yeah, for real. If we're doing Olympics, that's a 10.0. That was perfect, man. That was really beautifully written. Hey, thanks, pal. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I, I agree 100%. That was... Wow. Good work, man. Look at us winning the podcast Olympics together. <laughs> our, our own our own podcast Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> we're the only contestants, but that's fine. Right. We're biased. We won. <laughs> no, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I feel like if a parent first of all, it takes a parent's judgment. Mm-hmm. Just like and I think of you a lot when I th- when I think of that. I also think of my parents, but I think of the conversations you and I have had on and off the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think it is up to a parent's judgment knowing when their kid is ready to watch something. Right. Yep. I'll admit, I hear some of my friends saying that they let their kids watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they're like six years old. Yeah. Yeah. And I cringe inside, mm-hmm. you know? I'm like, yeah. But yeah. hey, that's up to them. I just hope that they're teaching their kids that this is fantasy, this is not real. Right. This is just a movie. Yep. No, I I completely agree with you. And I, I have heard that, too, from some people where I just go, ooh, it might be young, but yeah, again, to each their own, and if if that's up to the parents, but yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Um. And I remember, uh, yeah, the other thing I remember is when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time with a friend, and uh, her her mom was very religious, mm-hmm. like ultra-realistic, almost like horror movie religious. Oh, like you know, Carrie the, Mom the, religious? <laughs> almost, yes. Ooh, okay. Uh, where she would say, she, she, I remember specifically, she said, don't watch those movies because that's how the devil gets in. Oh, Okay. You know, and she honestly thought that horror movies were a portal for Satan to take over our souls and possess us. Whoa. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, there's that point of view. And I obviously, back at that time, I was like, it's just a movie. Right. <laughs> Which, when I think back, is a wonderful thing for a child to think. It's right. just a movie. That's exactly. I'm not get possessed by the devil. Right. Exactly. These are people, these are actors and writers and directors that went and filmed something for your enjoyment. Exactly. Yeah. When I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. at 11 years old, I remember thinking how good the makeup was. Nice. That's awesome. And there you have it. Yeah. I didn't I, think Freddy was real. I mean, I did. I was scared. It was a scary movie right. for an 11-year-old. And I've told you before, I put on Dumbo afterwards. Right. To, <laughs> To lighten the fear. Beautiful. <laughs> but I still knew it was Robert England from V. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> That's awesome. So. And I, I remember doing that, too. Like like I said, I didn't really get into horror films until a little later in life. But I do remember watching some in, like, middle school on TV when they'd show up. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. TV version. But every once in a while, I'd see... And I'd be freaked out a little, but you'd see kind of those behind the scenes, like, oh, look at this, these pictures we took on the back, or whatever it was. And I remember it easing my mind, being like, oh, yeah, that's right. These are just people. <laughs> this is just a movie. It's just, yeah. you know, and it was like, oh, that's right. Now I feel a little better. And yeah, I I definitely, that's awesome. And I agree that that's, that's what a child should be thinking. A young person, if they're watching a horror movie mm-hmm. or something, they should be thinking about, you know... Parents should point out the special effects. Right. Yep. Like, look at that makeup. That's pretty awesome. Look at how how good was that acting? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yep. Totally agree. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hang on. I'm getting a phone call. Uh-oh.
are you? And as always, we come to the end of our episode. So <laughs> thank you. Oh, sorry. Wait, no, we haven't even talked about the movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. What, yeah, we are talking about a movie today, right? We are talking about a movie. Oh, okay. And that movie is called The Black Phone. <gasps> uh, before we go on, everybody, just uh, as, a, as our weekly warning, we are about to talk about The Black Phone uh, in depth. Possibly. Probably. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming. I would think so. And we're going to spoil the movie. So if you have not seen the movie, this is your warning. We're about to spoil it. Feel free to pause this, go watch the movie, and then come back. Um, so without further ado, Andrew. Yes. Would you please give us a short, maybe, you know, in the in the... Neighborhood of three minutes. <laughs> a little recap. I can probably do that. <laughs> All right. Go for it, buddy. All right. Well, our, our movie takes place in 1978 in a, in a smaller town, I suppose. But what's been happening is there's five boys that have been taken uh, by someone, uh, kidnapped uh, separately. But we, we, our main characters are Finney, who's, I think, about 14 years old, and his sister Gwen. And then also kind of the main antagonist is Ethan Hawke playing the grabber. Uh, anyway, like I mentioned, Finney, uh, Finney is kind of our main character. He's bullied at school, uh, not like the coolest kid. And his sister Gwen has these dreams that gives she can see things. She has kind of a, a, a power of, of seeing things that others can't. Um, well, like I mentioned... Finney is uh, beat up at school a bit. Uh, he has a friend named Robin that protects him and helps him out. Well, unfortunately, Robin is taken by the grabber. Uh, we cut through a little bit later, and Finney, unfortunately, is also taken by the grabber. He's brought down to the uh, basement of this place with the grabber. And in the basement, there's a bed, there's like a toilet area, a little kind of bathroom area. And then also, there's a black phone. Well, the grabber, played again by Ethan Hawke, is super duper creepy. He always wears this like devil mask whenever he goes down and sees Finney. Um, and at the same time that this is happening, Gwen is starting to have more of these dreams and seeing things that are like clues, essentially, as to where Finn might be. Uh, Finney, though, is starting to... He sees that this black phone on the wall is cut. Or, or, you know, it's not plugged in, I guess. It's an old rotary phone. And he starts hearing it ringing. He's freaked out at first, but every time he answers it, after... Uh, it's people, some, one of the boys that has been kidnapped and killed by the grabber. And they're giving him clues as to what to do to escape from the grabber. So, for instance, uh, dig a hole in the ground over in this area. I, one of the kids pulled a string or a rope from the wall and hit it. Um, separate things throughout. Eventually, Finney does escape for a second, gets grabbed by the grabber again and taken back down. Uh, but again, keeps getting these calls from the the ghosts on this phone one of them being robin which is a very sweet moment uh anyway they all give him these ideas of what to do at the end he basically uses each of the items or each of the things that was given to him by a ghost to uh essentially trap the grabber and at the end he actually manages to snap the grabber's neck and escape uh, at this time though during this time gwen his sister has been again having these dreams she's talked to the police before and eventually they kind of believe that she has these gifts and uh, she tells them she sees this address in one of her dreams they go there it's the wrong house they're all but all the bodies are buried down there uh, right after finn had killed someone or killed the grabber excuse me he comes out of the house and it turns out it's right across the street from the house that the police are at he meets up with Gwen. They hug. The police are there. Next scene we see he's in school and he's pretty popular with this girl that he has a crush on. It's a happy ending. Boom. Dude. Dude. <laughs> this episode is a whole... It's like one big 10.0. <laughs> that was wonderful. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, that's... I The three-minute recap always freaks me out, man. You know? I just... Don't I'm be like, freaked out. I know. I should. We're having fun. We are having with horror. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a sec. <laughs> so, uh, what did Andrew? you think? No. <laughs> Damn, you got me. I got you. Do you really want me to go first? Yeah, I want to know. I do want to know. Well, I love this movie. Nice. Loved it. I actually just watched it a couple nights ago. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fantastic. What did you think? I would say this is one of my favorite movies of the year. I oh. adored this movie. 
I love. See, it. I'm gonna say the same thing. Whoa, yeah, dude. At the moment, it's mm. one of my top three movies of the year. Nice. Because I loved everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I mentioned to you off the podcast that I just saw Nope, Jordan right. Peele's movie, and I really enjoyed that. Yep. And this comes in at a nice third place. Wow, man. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I, uh, have, I have. I have only. There's a couple things, but man, I really have a lot of good to say about this movie. Holy man! Yeah, me too. Um, my negatives aren't even really that negative. Agreed. Agreed. What are yours? Well, let's, let's get into it a little bit. All right, let's talk. So I have two. One is not even a negative. It's more of a question. Oh. And I just was curious if you would know. I don't know, and I didn't research. But there's the moment where Finn puts the rope up the carpet. Would yes. that work? It's not a rope. It's a cable. Or a cable. So yes, it would. Okay. That's what I was, you're right. It's not a rope. See? That's why I needed you there. Okay. That would work. That was, And then the only other thing was, and it, again, it's not a big thing, but it's when Gwen is being first questioned by the police. And they ask her like two questions, and then she just kind of loses it on them. And I was like, "Whoa, that was really abrupt." I felt like we could have had one or two more beats before she lost <laughs> on them. But I mean, like I said, yeah, not I really it. negative. But I just was like, "Whoa, Gwen, calm down." That was I totally get that. Okay, that was <laughs> <laughs> they're just asking her questions. She's like, "You think Settle I'm the killer, little girl?" Yeah, I was like, "Whoa." Um, I don't. It didn't bother me. I'll say that much. Agreed. It didn't bother me. It just I was like, Gee, calm down, like give it a beat. Um, but I liked her giving the the cops a piece of her mind. I loved it. I I I. She is a man. We'll we'll talk about her. Yeah. We'll talk the good. Um, so my 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 couple. Yeah. The first one. So there's the whole deal, like you just mentioned, with the carpet and mm-hmm. the cable, right? And like my whole. I kept thinking, why doesn't he just climb up the carpet yeah. now that the grate is off of it? Climb up the carpet to the window. Right. And there's the part later on where he's on the phone with one of the kids and he says, I tried that. I've tried everything. I would have liked to have seen him try it because in yeah. my mind, I'm still thinking, really, did he? I don't think he tried hard enough. Right. Yes. Because that seemed really doable. Right. Yep. I totally agree with that. Big ass carpet. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The other thing, and this isn't, again, this is not really a thing. It was slightly predictable. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, There was a couple big moments that I knew were going to happen. And I'm not really complaining about it that much because I also don't expect the story to have gone in a different direction. I don't know. It's like. There's predictability in a movie that disappoints you, mm-hmm. but then there's predictability in a movie that doesn't disappoint you, I guess. Right. And this one falls into that category. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I like, agree. You know, when he tried to escape, mm-hmm. um, just knowing that I wasn't near the end of the movie, I was like, uh, he's going to get caught somehow. Right, yes. I was a little bit surprised when he actually made it outside. But yeah, I was like, he's still going to get caught. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then that one, that that scene kind of stretched believability a little bit too, just because you see these porch lights come on mm-hmm. when the grabber has him outside. And I'm thinking, you know, nobody... They turned on their porch lights, presumably, to look outside. Right, yeah. And nobody noticed the big black van that was, like, in in somebody else's driveway? <laughs> that's true. Well, it was, yeah, it was, like, on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. No, nope, uh, I get that. That was fine. And then the other thing, as soon... Okay, so they introduce the grabber's brother. Max, yeah. Yeah. And it was... It's a... Like I, it was a fun reveal after the police talked to Max, right? And yes. the camera pans down, and you realize that that uh, Finney is in the basement of the house that Max is in, right? And you put two and two together. You're like, "Oh my God, it's his brother!" Yes, yep. But right away, I knew that there was going to be a scene 
near the end of the movie where Max finds Finney <laughs> and the grabber kills him. I totally did too, man. It definitely set it up like that. You were absolutely right. But at the same time, I still felt tension in those scenes that I just mentioned. Yeah. Yep. I was still on the edge of my seat and I loved it. I have to say too, just speaking of Max, James what Ranson, is that how you say his last name or Ranson? Yeah. yeah. Um I love that guy. So it was fun yes. to see him in there. I was like, oh cool. I love him. So Yeah, I remember him from like the first thing I ever saw him in was The Wire, season two. Oh, right on. And I loved him in that and I've everything I've seen him in, it's yeah. like, oh, it's the guy from The Wire again. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, he's great. I guess that's it. Uh, let's nice. get into it. Yes, dude. Um, okay, first of all, I have to say, the the new intro for Bloomhouse was super awesome. Did you catch that at the beginning? I did. I, oh. I heard about it when this movie hit theaters. Oh, really? And I heard that there were Easter eggs from their other movies in it. Yeah. Uh, I only watched the intro once, so I haven't like gone through with a fine-tooth comb mm-hmm. to, to try and figure out which uh what what easter eggs are in there right the only yeah. one i caught was the purge one of the purges but i don't think i've even seen just because it was like oh, yeah. they were lit up that was the purge mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was it uh, like i didn't i didn't pause it either to go through because i was more ready for the movie but i'm i kind of want to just to see what's there absolutely but yeah super cool intro i was like this is fun in itself man i'm i'm on board that was definitely fun with horror that was fun with horror. <laughs> I love you, dude. <laughs> I love you, too. Uh, what else did you love? So, Tell me. right away at the beginning, I loved the coloring of this movie. I mm-hmm. loved kind of that... S- not. There's no bright colors. It was all kind of that dull... It almost Ooh, looked yeah. like it was overcast, kind of that kind of a style, and I just was on board. I thought it looked perfect for this style of movie. Um, Same. It was just good. It was so... Again, we're talking about a movie where kids are kidnapped. So I liked that there was... It wasn't like a happy, like everything's colorful and pretty. It's like, this is a, this is a dark movie. I mean, kids are getting murdered by some dude. So yeah, I loved it. I thought the... Yeah. Coloring was great. The other thing about mm-hmm. the color that it did for me... Yeah. And this is something I thought near the beginning of the movie, especially after we were introduced... To Finney and his sister and their abusive dad. Ugh, yeah. So, the color immediately put me into, like, you're in this suburban neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But it's not a wealthy suburban neighborhood. Right. You're in neighborhoods that I remember as a kid uh, that I lived near not quite inside you know that they're just like i said it's more of a working class neighborhood they they make enough money to to have a home like that mm-hmm. but it's not they're not the best of homes totally get that yep and inside you find out they're not the best of families yeah. probably uh and that the color correction and like what you're talking about really put me in that like it really added to the environment which totally. was fantastic. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah, it was it was perfect. It was honestly perfect in my book. Um one thing too that I've always I just I love the 70s attire. I know this is totally a, a random thing, but like that was one of the reasons I really liked the um scary stories to tell in a dark movie. It's 70s, like or you know, around that time. This one's 70s. Yeah. I love the clothing, I love the style. I loved it all. So I'm I I've always loved 70s. I think it's just a funky time and it's awesome um look wise style wise so like even him wearing his like jean jacket i was like yeah dude wear it that's awesome it's funny because you weren't born I w- in the 70s i wasn't but i still like it <laughs> <laughs> from what i've seen <laughs> did you like x for the same reason yeah well i mean yeah that was part of it i mean obviously the movies was awesome but yeah, yeah i i yeah. just love the style it's just a cool it was cool times like look wise like i said look wise it was cool now were you surprised that they didn't in- introduce ethan hawk until a good bit into the movie i don't know if i was surprised i liked it i liked yeah. that he, the times we do see him like when robin goes around the corner 
and you just see you see him like with a cape, but it's so far away. They're just like, what the heck? Um, That's the okay. Yes, really good thing to bring up. Uh huh. Because there was a couple scenes mm-hmm. where one of the kids is kidnapped, mm-hmm. um, and they do it in a way where you see the kid and you see the van coming towards them. Yes, but then the screen just fades to black. Right. Next thing you hear, the kid's been is missing. And it left me, I, I really, I like that mm-hmm. uh, because it left me wondering how he was kidnapping these kids. Yes, exactly. Because yes. kids are missing in this neighborhood. And I would, I was thinking, man, you'd think that these kids would be on high alert. Mm-hmm. I still kind of think that. Yeah. Yep. Like when Finney gets kidnapped, but it does happen so fast. Yes, exactly. And Ethan Hawke, his character, he does such a good job of <laughs> like the way he trips into frame. Yes. Like, yeah, the van is spooky at first, but then he trips into frame and it's just like, oh, crap. Yeah. And he, immediately he's a bumbling <laughs> idiot and Finney is not nervous anymore. Right. Isn't it peachy keen? yeah yeah so yeah i really i really like the way they gradually introduced him yes i agree and you know what's funny too so watching the movie when he mentions something i when he's talking to finn we never see his face really i mean we see it for a second but in the trailer because i watched the trailer afterward to get you know some sound bites for this they show him they show him actually say those lines and it's his face. And I was like, I'm really glad the movie switched that around. I'm glad we didn't see yeah. him. I, I think they probably did it to show, hey, Ethan Hawke is in this movie. He's our big name. Go see it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think having him not shown in the movie worked very well and was much more effective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Let's. Well, no, let's... Uh, Let's talk about the kids, because I know you wanted to talk about, especially Gwen, you wanted to talk about. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll say, in an overall, acting was fantastic in this movie. Uh, I hope uh, Finn and Gwen are two main characters. I really hope, um, I'm going to get their real their real names. Uh, Mason, Mason Thames. Yes, Mason Thames and Madeline McGraw. Yeah. I really hope we see more of them because I thought they were both phenomenal. But I will say the scene with Madeline McGraw getting beat by her dad was that was the hardest scene to watch in the movie. And how she acted in that scene genuinely broke my heart. I sat there, I almost, <laughs> oh I mean, God. I sat there with eyes welled. I was like, this is horrifying. I, she played that beautifully in the most haunting way. It's funny because my note is specifically Madeline's acting in that scene was heartbreakingly real. Yes. Yes. Look at us. Look at us, man. (laughs) So here's what I'm going to say about that scene. Please. Yes, it was a rough scene. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. it was hard to watch. But big, big ass kudos to Scott Derrickson for the way he directed that scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Because even though it's it's a rough scene, he did it in a way that there's a slight disconnect, and you know that it's not that it's it's in a movie, right? Yes, very good. Yeah, absolutely. You never see the belt actually hitting her, right? You don't see any welts or anything, so you know that this is movie. This is a movie scene in a movie. It's not real. Man, that's good. Yes. But then but then yeah, like it was shocking how real like wherever she wherever that came from mm-hmm. when she starts crying yeah. and yelling at her dad wherever that came from was man, I I hesitate to even call it acting because it was just she dug deep. She was feeling that. She really did. That was not just acting. That was that was somebody really becoming part of that moment. Absolutely. Nope. I it was one of the best scenes. Horrifying, but just one of the best scenes to watch for an acting yeah. standpoint. I mean it was 
Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and she's crying and yelling. All, yeah, phenomenal. And I want to know what Scott Derrickson did to get her there. Yes, like, I, I really want to know because it was just amazing. Agreed. And then the moment afterwards, when they're sitting in front of the TV, <sighs> and she just puts her sh- head on Finney's shoulder. Yeah, <sighs> and it's holy crap. It was beautiful, but also seeing Finn standing there when this is all happening. Stop, Dad! Stop! I mean, it was like, oh, it was just a, it was a, a master class of scenes. But it was, it was so well done. Oof. Yeah, what a scene. Yeah, rough, but right, amazing. Yeah, and that brings up Jeremy Davies as well. Right. Yeah. From uh, uh, Lost. He was, yeah, from so many things. <laughs> I know, from everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, and he was, as usual, he was very offbeat. He was peculiar. Mm-hmm. He had that low key way of talking. Yep. But it fit his character so well. Yep. Agreed. And I don't really feel that he was redeemed that much. Agreed. Absolutely. I mean, I think they tried to a little bit. I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about that? Because he's an abusive father. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's a sexually abusive father. It's more physical. Right. <clears throat> right. He's he's liberal. He's an alcoholic. Right. Yeah. And he's liberal with his belt beatings. Right. Uh, but obviously when Finney goes missing, he falls apart. Yeah. And there is that tender moment between him and Madeline where he he reveals to her why he doesn't want her talking about seeing things in her dreams. Right. Because her mom saw the same things and it eventually led to her mom hearing voices and killing herself. Right. So how, how did you feel about that? Um... I kind of agree. I wish that there was some kind of resolution where he was... Because, again, we have that moment, but really, that's it. I mean, I wish there had been a moment where, like, oh, man, where we saw him, like, pouring his alcohol out or something like that where it's, like, I, I'm a horrible dad. I need to fix this. Like, you know, maybe if I had been watching Finn or whatever, this wouldn't have happened. That kind of a, you know, moment. But we didn't get that, and he just apologizes at the end and says, sorry, but that's it. And so I don't, you know, are we, is he still going to be that abusive father? Probably, unfortunately. I don't, I just, yeah, I agree. I wish we had had something where we went, oh, there he is. Like, now he's going to change. But I, I don't. Well, I'm actually not so sure that I wanted that. Oh, okay. I was just wondering how you felt about it. Mm. Because I actually kind of felt that, uh, the way it was handled was more realistic in a movie True. that deals with fantastical stuff to, you know, just to be fair. Right. Yep. 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 But in that case, I almost felt like showing him pouring out his bottles and stuff mm-hmm. and oh, I'm going to change my ways would have been a little bit too cliche. That's yeah. I, that makes sense. That does make sense. And I kind of like the idea that, He's never fully redeemed. He could still be an abusive person. Right. And also, he's already like gone spiraling down because of his wife's suicide, and all of a sudden his kid disappears. Do you think that's going to make him stop drinking? True. That's very true. Or keep drinking. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I did like Jeremy Davies. He played the character he always plays, but he played it well. Yep, exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think I say that too. You know how I love my happy endings, so <laughs> I mm-hmm. think that's why. But you're right; it is more grounded, which I mean, it makes sense. So totally get it. But yeah. Now, as far as acting goes, before we get into the meat of the movie, which yes, is yes. the abduction and everything, mm-hmm. I will say mm-hmm. that, and this is not really that big of a detractor. Okay. Uh. Mason and Madeline were so good at acting Mm -hmm. that it kind of highlighted some of the more stiff acting of some of the other kids. Yes, I, yep, I get that. I'm not going to name any of them. Mm -hmm. No, I know, I know. I don't don't want to talk about specific child actors. Right. Because they were still fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
you could tell that a couple of them had some acting classes to to get through. Yep. Yep. I yep. I know I know exactly what you're talking about. So yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now let's get to the I mean, oh, the best uh, not the best part of the I mean, <laughs> It was the best part of the movie though. The entire uh Finney in the basement and everything <sighs> yes. like What a great story. Yeah. And that was honestly seeing the trailer for this I just was like this is so cool. I love I've always loved ghosts, I think, like movies with ghosts, and uh, I think that's fun. And so having this where the ghosts are helping, I was like, what a cool, I love this. This is so cool. Um, more more like a grounded Frighteners. Um, but just, I loved it, man. I thought the whole basement area was perfect. It was horrifying, but it was, everything was like, it just looked great. You know what I mean? Horrifying. It looked terrible, but it looked exactly like what it needed to look like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, Ethan Hawke, though. Dude. Oh, yeah. We'll get we'll get. To okay, okay. 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 I, okay. I will say, I want to say because of something you just said. Oh, okay. I did not watch the trailer for this. Oh, good. Okay. Wow. I knew that it was about a kid getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And being put in a basement, I knew there was something weird with a phone. Okay, I didn't wow. know what it was. And as big a fan of Stephen King and his son Joe Hill mm-hmm. as I am, I have never read Joe Hill's short story. I haven't either. I've read a, I've read a bunch of Joe Hill's stuff, but not that. Yep. So I didn't know what the deal was with the phone. Nice. And. So what thinking did you think back, then? Oh, well, no. Thinking oh, okay. back to the movie as a whole, mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was fantastic. Nice. I loved the idea that these kids who are dead, mm-hmm. which is terrifying and sad. Right. <clears throat> because that's the other thing. You didn't really know, or at least I didn't know, if these kids were getting killed. Right. True. That's or very true. Or if the grabber was keeping them somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, finding out that they are dead uh, was very sad. But realizing that it was the ghosts of these kids that were in the basement with him, mm-hmm. trying to help him. Yeah. And then the whole thing at the end, like, I loved the fact that the kids were trying to help him one by one. Right. But then everything that they taught him <laughs> came into play. Yes, exactly. Oh, that was my favorite part was to see how it all worked out. And I was like, I even tried to think at the end. I was like, but wait, what about the freezer? And I, that one was the only one that got me. And then when he pulls out the steak, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, I think the only one that was like slightly, uh, at least the, that I can remember, was the kid who helped him escape. And oh, with but, the lock, but yeah, that's the only thing mm-hmm. you know, which it didn't really help him overcome the grabber, right? But it did give him the combination so that he could leave the house after right. he did uh kill the grabber. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I thought that was so cool though. And I loved, I loved each character as well, kind of how they're introduced, as well as. Gwen seeing their dream or in her dreams their kidnappings each mm. of them I thought that was kind of a cool cool way to tie both stories together both Gwen and Finn to these yeah. you know I thought it was very very well done I liked that and yeah you're absolutely right that was something I was worried about while watching the movie like if Gwen is trying to help the police find him mm-hmm. like they've got to it something's got to happen where they both of what they're both doing helps in equal ways. Yes. And I was worried that maybe the police were going to show up at the end and everything that Finn was doing would be like, Oh, well, what was the point? Right. Yeah. But no, like she was able to show them where the dead bodies were. Mm hmm. And then we find out that it's right across the street. And I'll, I'll be honest that, I, when the police go in the house and it's empty, mm-hmm. I I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't either. Nope. 
I thought I think it's not entirely unpredictable, but I didn't predict it. Agreed. I didn't either. And uh, you know what's funny too, though, is I really thought I got worried at the end when we see Finn walking out when the police are coming out and we see Finn walking out. I was like, "Is this all? Is he a ghost? Did he die fighting the grabber?" And like only Gwen can see him. So for a second, I was like, (gasps) and then when the police go and grab him, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. But there was a moment because he's just walking by himself and I got really nervous that he died. (laughs) Oh, wow. I didn't even think that. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, Ethan Hawke. Go ahead. Dude. Oh my gosh. He was so, he played, he played this role the way it needed to be played in the best way. He was creepy, but he was also, it was just fun to watch him. He was that character where you're like, this guy is horrible and awful, but I can't take my eyes off him. Yeah. You know, it was kind of, I had the same feelings when I watched like Heath Ledger as the Joker. This is a really bad person, but man, my eyes are glued to the screen when he's there. I had (laughs) kind of that same thing with Ethan Hawke. I just was like, oh, he's so creepy. But I can't stop watching him because he's so good. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I know we both just watched Moon Knight recently yeah. on Disney Plus, <laughs> and <clears throat> and I liked Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. in that, but I didn't love him in it. Fair. Mm-hmm. I thought he was fine. Yep. And I was like, ah, oh, you know. Uh, but then I saw him in this. <laughs> And I was like, wow, this is one of the best parts I've ever seen Ethan Hawke play. Yes. And he plays it almost entirely behind a freaking mask. Yeah. Yes. But his Which, eyes tell a story, man. He's just, he's so and good. His, and his body movement. Yes, yes, exactly. Yep. Oh, And also, I love, too, when he's wearing the mask. We have no, we don't get any backstory of the mask, really, and... Even when Finn takes it off and he freaks out. I liked that. That was so ambiguous. And it was one of those ambiguous things that I, you know me with amb- amb- ambiguity. There we go. When it comes to like horror movies, I'm like, I need a, I need answers. This one I didn't. I was like, I like that we don't know this. Like he's a yeah. weird dude. And that's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. Yep. And it worked. So I liked that. And I loved, obviously, huge, huge shout out to Tom Savini. For designing all those masks. I didn't know it was Tom Savini. <clears throat> yeah, he designed the masks. <gasps> oh, that's so awesome. That makes me really happy, dude. And I love that the masks were interchangeable. Yes. Yeah. You know, the top of the mask was the same, but then the bottom of the mask could be changed for different uh, different mouths mm-hmm. and emotions. Oh, so cool. I hope I do hope we see some of those masks at Halloween this year. I hope I hope they're sold. That's what I should say because they were cool. I mean, obviously, they won't be as nice, but yeah, it'd be cool to see them. Yeah, that was oh god. I know. Yeah, I can't say enough about Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Like Ethan Hawke and the two kids. Yeah, made this movie amazing. One hundred percent agree. Absolutely. Um, Lion Kitty. <laughs> yeah. Ziggy Ziggy's uh Ziggy agrees. Yep, good. Yeah. Ziggy the horror cat. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh and then I mean, that's it. The story it's just wonderful. Like it had it did have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. And it didn't it didn't fall into the trope. Okay, so there was the moment at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um he uses everything to kill the grabber. Right. And he's walking out and he just he's just leaving the house so slowly. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there. Yeah. I actually yelled at my TV once, which I don't do too often. <laughs> but I did yell at my TV. I was like, run! Right. Get out of there. Yep. Because he was just taking his sweet ass time. <laughs> and I just I was just sure that they were gonna do the horror movie trope where Oh, the grabber wasn't dead, and he comes and grabs the kid or something. Yeah. But that did not happen, thank goodness. I know. It was nice. It was nice to not have that. Yeah. So when I rewatch this movie, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to enjoy that part more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that the grabber is not going to jump out. Right. Yeah. Here's another interesting thing, buddy. Please. 
I watched this a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. I only watched this one once. Right. Okay. And I only watched it once because I didn't want... I wanted... So sometimes, you know, we do our second viewings and it's so we can take notes. Right. I didn't want... Really, I didn't want a note-taking viewing. Right on, dude. Okay. And I wanted... Like, when I rewatch this movie, I want to enjoy it again. I want to watch it without taking notes. I just want to enjoy the movie again because... It was that kind of movie. It was, it was just masterful. Dude, we are so much alike. <laughs> it's insane. So I watched this movie twice. Um, The first time by myself. And then the second time I was like, Cindy, you're going to like this. Like, you got to watch it. And we sat there and I, as we started, I had my phone ready. And I was like, I'm not taking notes. I can't. I want to watch this again. So I took my notes like the next day just on my phone going through what I'd watched. So... <laughs> I freaking love you, dude. <laughs> That's pretty much what I did yesterday. I was yeah. sitting there and I put on, I had my iPad ready. I was about to put the movie on so I could take notes. Mm-hmm. And I just start, you know, like I normally do. Uh huh. Here's a little behind the scenes of fun with Hara. Ooh. Uh, usually before the second viewing, mm-hmm. I will take out my notes and I'll start to, I'll write notes that I want to remember at the top like i write down the actors right uh sometimes i didn't write down the director because i knew this was scott derrickson right nothing i need to be reminded of Mm -hmm. uh and i just start writing some general notes of how i felt about the movie nice um and as i was writing these notes i was like you know i just i honestly don't need to watch this movie a second time right now nice okay you know uh and when i like i said when i do watch it again i want to Watch it without notes, but mm-hmm. I just didn't need to. I remembered this movie better than I remember the the small details of most movies. Nice, yeah. I I think I did too. It just, and I feel like you know, and it that seems to happen. I think when we really enjoy a movie, just because it sticks with us more. You know, I don't know if I would have done this with other movies we've watched. <laughs> you well, know, it does and it doesn't because. For instance, one of yeah, as you know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies that we've covered is the Candyman. Yes, uh, yeah, reboot, and so good. I definitely took notes during that one. That's true. Yeah, I did too. But you're right. But I enjoyed it. I and yeah, but yeah, uh, man, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what I did write down though, I did write down some uh, nice little trivia tidbits, buddy. <gasps> oh yay! What are they? Want to hear some? Absolutely. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Ah. Next week on Fun with Hawk. No. Um So, this movie was delayed. Do you know oh, why it was delayed? I would assume COVID or... No. Oh. It was supposed to come out the beginning of this year. Oh, oh that's right. And it was pushed right. to summer. Why? Strangely enough, know. normally movies are delayed because they need a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't. This one was delayed because... The previews that they have been showing people were being so well received that they thought it deserved a better opening than uh, beginning of the year. So wow. they wanted it to have a summer release. Oh, that's kind of awesome. That's funny. Yeah. Random. Weird. Okay. Cool. Uh, here's something I totally forgot while watching the movie mm-hmm. uh, because I'm... As as we both are, I'm a big Marvel MCU nerd. Yeah, man. <laughs> so all I had in my mind was, oh, this is the director of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Completely forgot that this man directed Sinister. Yep, with two of the actors in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, who was the second? Uh, uh, Max, uh, the brother. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and James then Ethan Hawke. Yes, yeah, thank you. Sorry. Uh, is that, wait, is that right? Uh, is it James? Yeah, James Ransom. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, the oh, the grab sinister. and go, the grab and go in the movie is called Ellison, uh huh, which is the name of Ethan Hawke's character in Sinister. Oh, that's awesome, dude! We saw Sinister together. We did <sighs> that movie. <laughs> I still haven't seen it a second time. Me either. I need to watch that again sometime. I do too. Uh, the line in the basement. There's a horizontal line running around the wall. Mm-hmm. 
that's an homage to the sinister poster. Oh, of course. It is because the, the poster's the hand across the hall with the line well, going. Well, it's the girl drawing the line on the wall. Oh, right. The ink is like dripping into the shape of, uh, I forget the the bad guy's name in Sinister. I can't remember either. But yeah, yeah into his face. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There's some, there's some trivia for you. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I love that. <laughs> Last thing I'm going to mention. Mm-hmm. I loved the music in this movie. Oh, yes, dude. Mark Corvin mm-hmm. composed the score. Nice. Funny enough, we've talked about Mark Corvin recent, somewhat recently. Oh, hell One of out. our, strangely, one of our most popular episodes is the episode we did for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> right, yeah. And despite both of our feelings about that movie, we both agreed that Mark Corvin's score for the movie Mm-mm. was really good. It was. Ugh. And he pulled off another amazing score for this one. Yes, yeah, he did. It was great. Yeah. Totally. Uh, he also, he did The Witch and The Lighthouse. I have yet to see both of those, actually, so... Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> he did both of those. He did not do the Northman, and there's a reason for that. The Northman has a particular uh, sound that I think Eggers was looking for. Oh. Okay. Uh, so it's more, you know, more Viking-like, mm-hmm. if you will. But anyway, yeah, I loved Mark Corvin's score for this. Yeah, dude. So perfect. What else you got? Anything? Honestly, I, 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 yeah, I, I got it. No, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, should we uh, three questions? <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just re- reiterate. We both love this movie. Yes, loved it. Absolutely. Not sure if everybody it. got that yet. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's do three questions. Uh, I guess I'm asking you, right? Who would cross the bridge of death? Must answer me these questions, three. I think I think I know this one. What was what in your opinion, Andrew? Mm-hmm. What was the best kill or death in this movie? I don't know if you will know, because there's two. And my favorite, I think, although I appreciated the other one more, I did enjoy Max getting the axe to the head. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just because it was so, like, I knew it was coming, too, but just seeing him, like, stumble, I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, so bad. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, the grabber. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was just... Everything that led up to it, the fact that it was the culmination of everything the kids told Max. Yeah. And it was Max overcoming and escaping what would have been a gruesome death. Mm-hmm. Um, would have made it a very dark movie, but no. He, he overcame and he killed the grabber. So that's that's absolutely my favorite kill. Nice. Perfect, dude. Of course. Uh, do you think this movie is scary? You know... um, I would say, I don't know. For me, it wasn't, but I could definitely see people being freaked out by this. Um, I mean, so as a parent, this movie wasn't scary to you? Yeah, I know it probably should have been more. Um, It definitely is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I need to. It makes you go, oh man, I got to make sure I know, you know, when Kylie's going to be home, and you know what I mean, all those things. But um, or maybe also just teaching her very well. Like maybe she should watch the scene where the grabber yes grabs Finny and yep. say, you know, be careful. <laughs> I think I'm actually gonna have her watch this one. I think she'd really like this movie, um, okay, as well. But yeah, I think that would be a very good moment to, yeah, highlight that teaching lesson. Yeah, yeah. What about you though? Do you think it was scary? See, I think personally no, mm-hmm. but I think this movie could be very scary. Yeah. Also, here's the thing. The underlying story, I think, is very scary. The yeah. underlying story of a man going around and kidnapping kids and killing them. Right. It's terrifying. And yeah. in reality, there's not going to be ghosts calling one of the kids on the phone so that the kid can overcome his kidnapper. Right. That's true. And that, to me, was very... like I did think about that a little bit. And it made me very sad and, you know, because, you know, there's people like that out there. Mm-hmm. In fact, 
the way the grabber kidnapped the kids is very much how Ted Bundy kidnapped some Ugh. of his victims. Yeah. So yeah, it's very real. It does happen, and you know, I love the fantastical element of this movie, but yeah. in reality, that doesn't happen. And I do think that that's scary. It's yeah. not going to keep me up at night. Right. Exactly. Yep. Personally, but I can see somebody. I can see this being scary for somebody. Mm-hmm. Nope, I agree. Um, number three, did you have fun with horror? I I think we know the answer, but yes, I I loved this movie. I had a great time watching it. And you? Yes, <laughs> I did. One of the best movies we've covered. Yep, I agree. Absolutely. In my opinion. No, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> well, there you have it. We both loved the black phone. This was the last call for Saw you from here on out. Miss you, Robin. Then get out for me. Use what we gave you. I will. Bye, Finn. Bye, Robin. Okay, so Andrew, mm-hmm. this is this is huge. This is huge. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Is our one year anniversary. Woo! Happy anniversary! That's insane, man. Uh, yeah, episode number 56. I mean, we obviously did a few episodes in between. But yeah, it's episode 56. It's our one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we were going to do something special. Yeah. Uh, instead of me picking a movie that I've never seen... We decided that for our one-year anniversary, we were both going to... We're going to do two movies. Yeah, dude. Both movies are going to be movies that we have seen. Yes. Uh, And, yeah, we just thought we'd change it up a little bit. We're going to talk about both movies. But here's the thing. In true fun with horror fashion, (laughs) we have not told each other what movies we are going to pick. Mm -hmm. So... The movie I pick, even though I've seen it, it may be a movie you haven't seen, mm-hmm. and and same goes with you. And I know we talked about this too. This was for both of us. This was an interesting uh, exercise because we could have gone in any direction. Right. We could have picked. We could have picked movies that we both love and we both know we love. We yeah. could have picked movies that uh, would challenge the other person. Right. And we could have picked movies that, uh, like, I could have picked a movie that I've seen that I know you haven't seen, but that I really am excited for you to see. Right. So, so yeah, here we go. Andrew, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, man. So, okay. go ahead. What movie did you pick for us for next week? Well, I, I guess I'll go with my original, but... Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> While talking just now, I really almost changed it up. I came very close. I'm still contemplating it, but okay. And I, my apologies if you've seen once this. You say it, once you say it, we've got to do it. I know, I know. So my apologies because I, I feel like you may have watched this recently, and I just thought of it re- fine. as well. But I this was hard because I did want to pick one that I love as well and so i went through my top 10 list i was like is there one there and you know what came up that i was and it just it kept repeating itself in my head yesterday when i was thinking about it and that is we're we're jumping back to the 90s man and i'm picking child's play 2 <laughs> oh, oh <my> i'm <laughs> picking a random one but it just i couldn't get it out of my head yesterday and i was like man i'm excited to watch this again and we've never really talked about okay. a Chucky movie on here. So I was like, let's do it. That's right, because uh, I watched all the movies apart from the podcast, the movies that I hadn't seen. Right. And why not talk about my favorite one? <laughs> so There you go. There you go. Yeah, so like I said, sorry, I forgot that you'd watched them recently. So this, yeah, we'll see. Well, it's not that recent. I watched them last year. Okay. All right. And I'm happy to watch Child's Play 2 again. Of course I am. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Well, that's mine, man. Oh, oh, and if people do want to watch it, it is free on Tubi. Um, 
that's it though. I mean, otherwise rent and, and purchase on, you know, Amazon, Apple, anywhere you can rent and purchase movies. So, and so my movie, yeah, I'm going, I'm going slightly, slightly different. Okay. I, I picked a movie that I know you haven't seen. Oh, okay. Okay. I actually, I went to the horror genre section of Apple movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a few choices I, I got excited about. <laughs> and I think for me, it was, it was the idea because, you know, you and I, when we've seen a movie, but we know the other person hasn't, we mm-hmm. do get excited for that person to see that movie. True. And there were a few movies that I was like, man, this is Andrew's chance, and then I could actually save him from having to pick it later. Ah, right on. So I picked one of those, and the movie <laughs> I picked mm-hmm. is Creep Show. <laughs> nice. 1982. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, Creep Show is not streaming for free anywhere except on Canopy, which I don't oh. know. I don't know the Canopy app. Right on. Okay. But everywhere else, it's available for rental. Uh, pretty cheap, too. Like, only three bucks. Oh, rental nice. Rental and purchase. Uh, so. Oh, awesome, dude. I, I As you, you know, I mean, this has been on my list because I, well, we had talked once and I said, I've never seen it, but it's on the list. So, I'm I'm excited, dude. Yeah, I knew, I knew uh, that you would pick this eventually. Mm-hmm. But I just, I guess, I kind of, for me, I kind of focused on the word fun. There were some other movies that I wouldn't necessarily call fun, but I right. definitely want you to see at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one is definitely very, very fun. And even, even our friend Brad from the Five Dudes with Views podcast. Hey, Brad. He even mentioned recently that uh, asked me if if you'd ever seen it oh and nice <laughs> at that time i said i said yeah of course andrew's seen creep show who hasn't right <laughs> and then i asked you and you're like oh actually i don't think i've seen the whole thing <laughs> so yeah i'm so excited for you to see creep show yay man i'm excited too that's awesome boy look at that we picked some not old movies but just a little older yeah that's fun yeah fun with horror fun with horror man <laughs> we're definitely gonna have fun with horror next week oh yeah yeah so, uh, yeah, grab some popcorn, everybody. It might be a longer episode next week. We don't know. We're just going to talk about these movies. Yep. And uh, with Child's Play 2, we're going to talk about what we both enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe what, you know, if we have some criticisms. Yep. And with Creep Show, we're going to find out what Andrew thinks after he sees <laughs> it for the first time. That's exciting. That is exciting, man. Now, I, I, I kind of feel bad. I was like, I should have picked one that you hadn't seen. I didn't know what to do. No, do not feel bad. All right. Stop it. All Stop right. it. All right. I don't feel bad. This was the whole exercise <laughs> to see what the other person would pick, you know? If, I know. If they would pick. Like, I'm excited to watch Child's Play 2 for the for the podcast. Nice. Do you know what I almost picked? <laughs> what did you almost pick? Not not the one I was thinking about today, but I th- I really thought about picking Martyrs. <laughs> oh my god i know i know i didn't even think of like the hardcore movies like that i thought about just because that we've talked about it so many times on this and i was like oh my gosh what if we did martyrs again i'm changing my pick right now yeah (laughs) serbian film for real oh no (laughs) look what you did oh might as well make it another night like we did the first time martyrs and a serbian film oh no no, oh, I could have picked Inside as well, because you haven't seen that either. Oh, God, I know. Oh, it would have been perfect, because you're about to have a baby. I know, dude. <laughs> Damn it, what have I done? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know, now Now that we've said it, everyone is like, or, you know, wait, we're stuck with these now. We're, there's our, those are our movies, but, <sighs> yeah, I know. It makes you think after we say them. <laughs> well, you still have a pick before, <laughs> before you... Uh, have your baby so that's true we'll see see if you pick inside yeah we'll see what cindy thinks of that one (laughs) well i yeah i won't let you watch that with her yeah fair okay if you if you by some weird chance pick inside Uh it's gonna be my rule to you we're gonna add a third rule you cannot watch that with cindy (laughs) totally fair man yeah i don't think she'd be into it (laughs) 
Anyway, <laughs> anyway, man. So we're gonna do we're gonna do Child's Play two, and we're gonna do Creep Show. Awesome! I love it, man. We're gonna have a fun. It's a year anniversary with two fun movies. We have yes. fun time. It's great. A really fun time. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right, man. We've come to the end of another beautiful episode of Fun with Horror. Yes, we've done it's it. Time for me to remind you that I love you, and I have to remind you that I love you too. And we, we have to both remind Ziggy, the <gasps> horror cat, that we love him. We love Ziggy. Hi, huh, Ziggy. Love you, Ziggy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> um, he was so cute during this episode. He was, like, jumping all over the couch. Mary Aww. put, like, this little toy in between the cushions, and he was just, like, going crazy. It was <laughs> a lot of fun to watch while you were doing your three-minute recap. Nice. Aw. <laughs> so actually, could you do your three-minute recap again? Because I didn't hear any of it. Yeah, uh, definitely. So it takes place in 1978. Uh, we have two main characters, Finn and his uh, sister Gwen. And there's a grabber that's been taking kids. Uh, If you weren't going to feed me, why'd you even come down here? Sister, look at you. I just wanted to look at you. <laughs>